Welcome to Leadership Moments with Justin Manzi, where we want to see leaders equipped and empowered. Well, welcome to lesson number four, and we're going to be uh, closing out this uh, module as well as phase one of Lead Yourself. And we're going to be talking about servanthood leadership. And when we talk about servanthood leadership, there is no greater example of servanthood leadership than Jesus's style and philosophy of leadership, which sadly is not in a lot of Christian leaders. Uh, because a lot of times we've taken our leadership um, from the business world or from the world to say what leadership is like. And yet Jesus has told us not to do that. So when we look at servanthood leadership, it is a lifestyle. It's not a lesson. It's not something you just kind of learn. It's who you are. It's not a position. It's not a title. And so one of the greatest examples of this is uh, Jesus uh, simply saying we need to serve one another. And a great example of this is found in John chapter 13, 5 through 17. And I'm, I'm going to share this story, but uh, picture this. Jesus has been sitting down. He's having a meal with his disciples. And after he gets done eating, he gets up and he takes his garment off. He puts a towel. He wraps around it. He gets a basin with water, probably sitting by the door. And culturally speaking, the basin was there because it was the lowest of lowest slaves that would wash the feet of those who would enter into the house because their feet would get dirty from wearing sandals and and so forth. And so they would wash the, the feet of those entering in the house. And so here's Jesus who gets done eating. He walks over. He takes this a basin, pours water in it, and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. And you have to be thinking, they're going, what is he doing? Like he is a rabbi. He's a teacher. And he is washing our feet. And to the point where as he was doing it, Peter is just, his brain is exploding. And he's like, he says to Jesus, what, what, what are you doing? Like, are you going to wash my feet? And he says, you, you know, you call me rabbi and teacher, but what I'm doing, you don't understand. But in a time to come, you will. And then Peter says, you are not ever, never going to wash my feet. And then Jesus said, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you will have no part with me. And then Peter, he pushed, he's like, okay, well then don't just wash my feet, wash my head, wash my hands, wash all of me. I want to be a part of you. He says, you know, I only need to wash that which is unclean. And all of you are clean, except one of you, the son of perdition, which we was talking about Judas. But at the time, he simply is teaching them a lesson. And he says, you know, you, do, you, you guys call me rabbi and teacher. You really don't know what I'm doing. But if you will learn this lesson when it comes to leadership and why you're a leader, we'll be able to create a revolution. Now, I, I want to pull out a couple things that happened here. Number one, as a leader, we are called to wash people's feet. Now, we have, depends on how long you've been in, in Christianity and stuff, but they used to have foot washing services, and I'm sure they still do in some churches. Um, and it's ceremonial, but that's not what Jesus was talking about here. He was talking about if you're going to lead people, you're going to have to get your hands dirty and you're going to have to wash the unclean areas in people's lives. Nobody comes to you perfect. 
and we don't come as, as we're learning to lead ourselves. We have to come and allow people to wash those unclean areas in our life. And so Jesus is teaching them that if you're going to begin to lead others, you're going to have to wash the unclean areas in people's lives. And there are going to come people that say, you know, you're not going to touch those areas in my life. I am not going to let you lead me in those unclean areas of my life. And then as a leader, there are times you have to say, well, then you can't be a part of us because you are not allowing me to serve you in the areas that you need to be served. And that's an area you need to be served. It's not an area that needs to be neglected. It's an area that needs to be washed. But that has to be out of a heart to want to help, not just put point out things and say, you know, you have pride, you have fear, I need to wash that out of you. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Now, there's going to come some people and they're going to say, hey, you know, wash my hands, wash my head, wash all of me. And you're going to say, no, no, no. I'm only going to do, do the areas that God has asked me to do. Remember, Jesus is your Savior you know, there's two types of people you're going to lead. Some, they're going to say, you're not going to touch any of me. You're not going to have any part of me. I'm not going to reveal. I'm not going to be transparent. I'm not going to be vulnerable. Um, I'm not going to let you wash any area of my life. There's going to come some people in leadership that are going to say, hey, wash all of me. I have this. I have this. I have that. And, you know, there's this old saying in South America that um, there are some people, they drown in a glass of water. You know, they, they have a glass of water and they're drowning. It's like, just lift up your head. You're not drowning. It's just a glass of water. But we have to be able to know that, hey, if we're going to be in leadership, we're there to serve people. We're there to wash the unclean areas of their life. I don't become their savior and wash their head and their hands, all those areas. Just serve in the area, area that I need to serve. Some great lessons there as a leader. The, the other um, great example uh, that we see in, that Jesus uh, shared with us is found in Matthew chapter 14, 15 through 21, where he talks about uh, feeding the 5,000. Now, you have to remember, uh, Jesus just found out that his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded. He wanted to get away and have some rest and relaxation. They, they went across the lake. They came upon, but all these people followed them, thousands and thousands. I mean, it says 5,000 men plus women and children. So, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20,000 people. And he was trying to get away and rest and relax and and all of a sudden he sees these people and he sees that they need uh, spiritual nourishment. So he starts to pray for them and people are getting healed and people are being ministered to. And, and it gone on all day. And finally to the point where the disciples are like, you know, I'm getting hungry. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. Go find some food. So they go and they look for some food and they find this young boy that's got uh, a couple of loaves and um, some fish and uh, five loaves and two fish, and they kind of hijack him and say, hey, you want to be an honorary disciple? <laughs> you are. Come on. Come on. You're a part of us. Can you bring your food? And now all of a sudden they have this food, and they're like, we feel a little bit on the guilty side. There's all these thousands of people, and we got our food, but we're not going to share this food with them. So one of the disciples goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, um, this is great. I mean, you're healing people. People are getting free from demons. And I mean, it's been a great day. I'm not going to lie. But it's late. There's no restaurant for miles. So maybe we should send these people away. I mean, I'm, we're thinking about the people. They're going to be hungry. They're going to get tired. Let's send them away 
and um, let's get rid of them so we can eat. I mean, we got food for us, but we don't have enough for everybody. I love that Jesus looked at them, knowing all that's going on. Now, I ad-libbed it there a little bit. You're not going to read in the Bible. He's like, I, there's some pieces there. I don't know. But, but I have some creative uh, 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 story there. But what I want you to hear is this. Jesus said to his disciples, you feed them. Now, you have to think about this for a moment when he said, you feed them. How can we feed them? All we have is some a little, you know, five loaves and two fish. How are we going to do that? But see, the disciples wanted to send them away because they said, I don't have enough. We don't have enough. But Jesus said to them, tell you what, give it to me. Give it to me. Watch what I can do with the little. Go get some baskets. Go get some. Let's just start distributing this. And, and they fed over 5,000 men plus women and children with these five loaves and two fish. Plus there was 12 baskets left over. You got to wonder, why was there 12 baskets? <laughs> I kind of think Jesus went, you thought you didn't have enough, huh? Well, here's a basket for you, Peter. Here's a basket for you, John. Here's a basket for you, Matthew. He, I think they each all had a basket of loaves and fishes that you didn't think you had enough. And now you have a... And they're going, how, does, how did this happen? Before we didn't have enough for the 12 of us. Now we got more than enough for, you know, I believe Jesus was saying, listen, I want to teach you a principle about serving, serving others. But what's powerful about this is it was kind of like taking communion for the first time. It says he took the bread. He took it. He blessed it. He broke it. And then he gave it away. You know, I think that's often what God wants to do with us. He wants to take us. Listen to this. He wants to break us and bless us and give us away. Now, everybody, uh, we like to be took from the Lord. We like, take me, Lord, take me. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Break? No, not break me. I don't like the breaking part. And we stop right there. And sometimes as a leader, we like to be taken. God, take me. I want to be taken. I want to be blessed by you. God says, now I want to actually reproduce you and multiply you. But I got to break you. And we're going to have to break you open and begin to wash those areas in your life so that we can begin to give you away. Often leaders go, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have what it takes. Well, let God take that. Let him bless it. Let him break it. Let him multiply it. But the part of becoming a servanthood leader is, God, will you break me? Will you break me open and remove the areas and wash the unclean areas in my life? And often God uses circumstances and other people to do that. It would be easy to go up to Jesus and say, hey, yeah, yeah, break me. Take those things out, Jesus. Jesus says, I, I will, but I'm going to actually use circumstances and situations and people to break those things out of you so I can multiply you, so I can reproduce you. So we see this as being motivated by love. That God wants to do this because He wants to impart His love into us, that we serve people out of a love. Now, when we look at this, um, we also see that there are misconceptions of leadership and 
The first is people want to be in leadership to be served, not to serve. If that is our attitude, then we have failed already. We've missed it. The second misconception is people want to be in leadership because um, they don't want to submit to anyone. And that's another great pitfall. The fact that you don't want to submit, it's going to open up doors for the enemy to come in and, and plant seeds of rebellion and control and pride. The third misconception is people want to be in leadership because they want a title or a position. They want to be acknowledged that they have acquired uh, power or authority, which makes them feel successful, which is a misconception. And leaders that actually get things done by manipulation or by guilting people or shaming them or creating fear, uh, I just want you to know that that is practicing witchcraft. That's a harsh statement, but that's true. It's practicing witchcraft. If you're manipulating people, if you're shaming people, you say, well, I'm getting things done. Yeah, but you are actually using witchcraft to do it. So our motivation be, should be out of to, to bless others. In Matthew 18, in verses 1 through 5, it talks about unless we become like a little child, we are not going to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a, this little child will become the greatest in the kingdom. So uh, our enemy of that is we allow jealousy, we allow uh, a critical spirit, we become judgmental. Uh, children don't do that. They, they, they trust, they, they extend a generosity. They're there for everyone to join in and be a part. So Jesus goes on to say that if you'll receive one of these little ones, you'll be like receiving me. So I, I want to encourage us to walk in servanthood leadership is actually to hope for the best for others, to be able to encourage others, to call out the best in people. Uh, think of it this way. Begin to see people the way God sees people. Too often we see people from where they've been and that's how we view them. That's how we perceive them. We see them where they're at. And we treat them where they're at. But God does the opposite with us. He sees us where we're going to be. (laughs) He sees where we're going to be. And that's how he treats us. He treats us how we're going to be. Who he sees who we're going to be. I want to challenge you to begin to see people through the eyes of Jesus. And to be able to see them where they're going to be. Where God wants them to be. Not where they're at but where they're going to be. Because however you see people is how you treat people. And if you see them as the leader with all the potential that is, and all that they're called to do, you will treat them in that way. So I encourage you to be a servant leader. Learn to say, God, I give you everything. Take me as a leader. Take me, bless me, break me, multiply me. We're talking about an empowering culture. But before even in that breaking, it's a part of God washing those unclean areas in our life and allowing us to be able to be uh, a servant that's going to serve motivated by love. So we are called to serve and bless others with our love and our leadership. 
Well, I hope that you're growing in these areas. This is the end of module uh, two, and we're going to be having discussions and roundtables. I encourage you to be a part of them. Let's do some deep dive and talk about some of these attributes. I've enjoyed my time with you. I pray that you continue to grow and become the leader that God's called you to be by first learning to lead yourself. God bless.